You guys, how important is sleep temperature? It's everything to me. And this is where Chili Pad by Sleep Me comes in. Its mission is to elevate the quality of human life through cool sleep. The Chili Pad bed cooling system is your new bedtime solution. It lets you customize your sleeping environment to your optimal temperature, ensuring you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. ChiliPad works with your existing mattress. It's a water-based mattress topper that continuously controls your bed temperature from 55 to 115 degrees. It's designed for one or two sleepers. So if your partner likes to sleep at a different temperature or you only need it for one side of the bed, it still works. I just put this on top of my existing mattress and voila. So whether you're dealing with night sweats or simply seeking a better night's rest, Chili Pad is here to transform your existing mattress into a sanctuary of cool, relief, and comfort. Visit www.sleep.me slash FTL to get your Chili Pad and save up to $315 with code FTL. This offer is exclusively available for the love listeners. Only for a limited time. So order it today with free shipping and try it out for 30 days. You can return it for free if you don't like it with your sleep trial. So visit www.sleep, that's S-L-E-E-P, dot M-E slash F-T-L. Because every woman deserves to wake up feeling refreshed and ready to conquer the day ahead. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. You guys, I use these every single day. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it is so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. And when you try it, you'll see that it is what your eyes have been looking for. So check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Hi, everybody. This is Jen Hatmaker, your host of the For the Love Podcast. Welcome to the show. Oh, you're going to get a nice surprise today. We're in a series called For the Love of Funny. And today's guest is really like one of my favorite people, like one of my favorite people, period. Certainly one of my favorite people to follow. She joined us actually in the very first year of our show when we had a similar series called For the Love of Laughter. And she was fire then and she's fire now. And so we became friends on that show. That's how I made her my friend. And that have kept up with each other ever since. And I just am so happy that she's back on. And this whole interview is so special and so different than what I expected. She really led us into her story today. Because today I'm talking, of course, about the phenomenal Angela Johnson Reyes one of our favorite comedians in the whole wide world. So you know her probably initially from her awesome nail salon comedy sketch. That was what sent her viral and really like launched her career and her character on Bad TV, <laughs> her amazing comedy specials. Maybe you've seen her on tour. So five years ago, life was a lot different for her. Well, for both of us, frankly, I was married. Nobody had ever heard of COVID. Angela was just six years into her marriage. Her career was like red hot. And she and her husband, Manuel, had just decided to, we're not going to have kids. We're, we're career folks and we're just going to be married forever without kids. And then she wrote like a bunch of bits around that. And then, but you know what? Life comes such a fast sometimes, doesn't it? Pandemics happen and marriages end and babies get born. Angela had a baby this year. We're going to talk all about this. Really all about it. Her baby, Rosie Harlow Reyes, just turned three months last week. It is a whole story, which she really shares with us with a lot of generosity. We're so happy for them. And she's going to talk about why and how she changed her mind, what it was like to get pregnant. I mean, this is the girl who used to make jokes about this, how she would walk by a pregnant girl on the street and hold her breath so she wouldn't catch her pregnant vibe, right? So we talk all about that. And other things have happened too. She started some podcasts. One she does with Manny. They call themselves Mangela. Another called Ghost Stories. She had a biography come out last year called Who Do I Think I Am? And she did a ton 
of touring. And she's been really open about what life has been like since becoming a 41-year-old first-time mom, which we also talk about. She's sharing those thoughts over on her YouTube channel with some videos she's recording called Postpartum Confessions, which are tender and funny and vulnerable, and you will love them. And so no matter who you are, you're going to love this conversation today. She is just a gem. She is solid gold. And I'm so thrilled to bring you my conversation with Angela Johnson Reyes. I'm absolutely delighted to see you. You look amazing. Thank you. I missed you. Oh, I miss you. Welcome back. Thank you. Look at you. Two round of applause. Just kidding. Look at you, mama. I did already spill your news in the intro that your life is a little bit different than the last time you were on the show, as is mine. Well, it was just a weird, like, three years, wasn't it? (laughs) We had no clue what was in store for us. Oh, man. The last time you and I talked, I was married. Uh-huh. You weren't going to have any kids. Nope. And we never heard of COVID. Nope. And we were just trucking right along in our little lives, weren't we? Just minding our own business. My uterus was intact. Like, everything was... Listen, <laughs> it was... Things change. Just tell us a little bit. Like, how, uh, give us just a little update since the last time you are on the show. There's big ones, but there's also the re- you have a more life than just you know a baby. You're you're more than just a baby mama. Would you just like helicopter down for us onto your life and be like, "This is my deal right now"? Was it five years ago? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Five years. Okay. The, I feel like time goes faster when you get older. I do right? too. Like when you're young, it's like five years is like. Oh my gosh, like so far away. But now five years is like, oh my gosh, that was just, I'm almost dead. Like that's Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a blink. It's a blink. And I can't even remember half of it either. That's the weird thing about getting older is also, what did I do? I don't remember. Like, did I go somewhere? Or like, what's been happening? I don't know. I just know that I'm older. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, the past five years have been a whirlwind. Yes, I did have a baby. And that came after, right after COVID. And I've, since five years from now, I've filmed two more hour specials since then. Maybe three. I don't know. I'm very ambitious. But I think for sure two hour specials, my current one, Say I Won't, which is released on YouTube. That's probably my most favorite hour special I've ever done. Really? Yes. Yes. Let me just put a pin in the rest of it and like, tell me why. Why is that your favorite? Okay. So I had the most fun writing this material and touring this material. And part of it was I finally got a handle on my mental health while touring. Ah, that's big. So I was having such a good time going from city to city where before I would be like fighting anxiety. Even though I knew I was going to have fun once I got on stage, it's anxiety leading up to the whole entire time. But this one, I finally had my mental health in check and I was having so much fun. So I was writing from a different place. It was, I was writing not from a place of like pressure and I have to do this, but it's like, what do I want to say? What do I want to talk about? Like it it was just different. And then my husband and I decided to self-finance and produce this special ourselves and just Mm. risk. It looks beautiful. We filmed it at the Ryman, the historic Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee where Elvis Presley, Dolly Parton, like so many people have performed on this stage and then they let the riffraff in and record a comedy special. And we decided to release it on YouTube. And it was a very full circle moment for me because my career started on YouTube. It started when this viral video, you know, the nail salon blew up and just infiltrated people's homes across the world. So YouTube was what kicked off my career for me. What started, I would not be where I am today if it was not for YouTube. And so when we produced it, we decided to bring it back to the platform that started it all for me and just release it there for everybody for free. Just take a risk on myself and and hope that, you know, the next wave of masses sees this special in the same way people saw, you know, the first video that I ever had released. 
So I love this choice. I did not realize that you did that. I find that such a ballsy and smart choice right now when so many other services, streaming services, particularly really just capitalize on other people's content. And to some degree, have the leverage to maximize what should be, frankly, your profits and loyalty to you from your fan base, but rather it all shifts to the service. And so it's a risk to do that, but you own it. You have full creative control. It is yours. Like, I find that a pretty courageous move. Are you glad in hindsight you did it that way? For sure. Definitely. It's like, of course, I would love to have the monster of the name Netflix behind me because nowadays people, when they want to know when's your next comedy special, the question they're asking is, when's the next time I can see you talking for an hour doing your stand-up comedy? Like wherever it is, where can I see that? But the words that come out are, when's your next Netflix special? Like people just assume. It's like synonymous now. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think with having the Netflix name behind it just gives you that extra push, but then you don't own it. It's not yours. You don't have creative control. So it was a risk in the sense of, is it worth putting out without that monster name behind it to own it? And for us, yes. And the risk was worth it for sure. We've, I've received the most positive feedback on any special that I've ever had. And we're, well over 2 million views releasing it on YouTube. It's been a pretty special, like YouTube is a gnarly place to go through comments. Like I refuse to go through comments since. No, save yourself. Right. And I'm like, I don't have any YouTube comments. Like that's not, I don't do that anymore. But when this one came out, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put my big girl chonies on right now and just go through the comment section and just see like, how are people receiving this special? And I know there's going to be some people that hate it, but I'm just going to, you know, not listen to that. But it was such positive feedback that I was like blown away. Like, sure, there is some hater comments. And I find that it's usually 99.9% of the time men who just are like, women aren't funny. And then say less. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, women aren't funny. Oh, yeah. Okay. All, the time. all right. Thanks, Todd. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I found that most of the comments were very grateful and people kind of saying like, this is my favorite one I've seen of you. Like I've seen all your specials and like real genuine comments, like not to say like all the, oh, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen is not genuine. But there's something like when you read like people's words, like you can feel Like when the person's like, I just stumbled upon this video. I don't know how it ended up in my feed. I've never heard of you before, but I thought this was so funny. I couldn't stop watching it. Like it really picked up my day. Thank you so much. Like things like that. I'm like, okay, that was a real like comment from somebody. That's genuine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's amazing. And it makes sense. I mean, you're just getting better at what you do. You are a hard worker. Like I always get tickled when people are like, oh, how how fun! What a fun little life to be a stand-up. <laughs> Are you like? I, I'd rather be like a diplomat to like a third world country. Like <laughs> it's so hard, so hard. So I'm not surprised to hear everybody say, "Oh, this is maybe the best work you've ever done." Like you're just at the top of your career, but also, thanks for sharing that you felt so like mentally strong and you had your your mental health in hand too because that, that's got to go together the way that you're writing your material and then certainly your delivery like your way to be on a stage and how comfortable you are but do you mind talking about some of the levers that you pulled to really become mentally healthy and strong yes number one and this is not me selling a product, like click here for 15% off my code so I can get a commission. This is definitely not that. But I started using a supplement called Amari. And they're they're very like specific. Like you can't say that it cures your anxiety or anything like that because legally we can't say that. I'm just telling you guys what I experienced when I started taking this product. 
I was at a place in my life where my skin was really bad. It was breaking out. It was like a rash. It was like acne. Like, what is this? It would not go away. I reached out to a friend of mine and she was like, here, you should start taking this product. It cleared up my skin. So I took it. The first day I took it was a travel day. I was flying to another city, which usually is like anxiety out the wazoo. And I felt light that day. Not like I was like skipping, going like, hey, everybody in the airport, how you doing? But I felt light. I didn't feel a heavy burden. I was just kind of walking easier. And I was like, hmm, this, it was so, I recognized it. I'm like, typically I have anxiety walking through the airport, but I don't feel that right now. I feel light. That's the only way I could describe it. And I was like, surely it's not that supplement I took this morning. Like that would be weird. So then I take it again the next day. And then I call my friend. And because the next day I'm like, same thing. I felt like in a good mood. Again, not like skipping around town, but I just felt like in a good mood. And I I called my friend. I was like, hey, um, is a side effect like you're in a good mood with this supplement? And she was like, no, it's actually, it's about your gut health. It's getting your gut health in check. So like she was telling me to take this to clear up my skin for my gut to clear my skin. But what happened is the science behind it is your gut health is directly correlated to your mental health. And so as I was getting my gut health in check, all of a sudden my mental health was like clearer and happier. And I was like, no way, because I just took it day one. And she's like, yeah, people have reported feeling different, like within the first three days. I'm like, this is wild. So anyways, I took it for months and I really felt a difference in my life. I felt myself saying yes to more things where I would typically say no. Like, hey, do you want to come to this event on Thursday? And there's going to be press there and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'll think of every reason why I should not go. Mm, I got an early flight the next day. So I probably shouldn't. Oh my gosh. I had like two podcasts recorded that day. I It's going to be so overwhelming. I probably should just not go. I would think of every excuse to say no to a great opportunity to sabotage myself to, I would think of, and I, it's not like an excuse. Like I'm actually believing it. I'm believing these excuses. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be exhausted. No, I shouldn't go. That's exhausting. Like I would really believe these excuses I was giving myself because of my anxiety. It was so strong. It would like trick me. I noticed I started saying yes to more things. I started when I would get a new audition in an email that I would have to self-record. It didn't give me anxiety to where I put it off reading my lines right before I was supposed to turn in my audition because that's what I would do. I would be like, let me just not even look at the lines because it's just giving me, it's daunting. Even though this is what I want to do. I want to be an actress. I I want to be in movies. And then I get an audition for a movie and I'm like, oh, yeah. It's too much anxiety. It's like self-sabotaging behavior that doesn't make sense. Exactly. Uh And then I started seeing like I would get an audition and I would just start reading it and start going through it, start practicing and start having fun with it. And anyway, so that was the start of of changing my mental health for me. And I saw the difference in my touring, the difference in my writing, in my traveling, in my packing before touring. Like I could see the difference. Oh, man. Amari. So, Yeah. And do you have to have a prescription or can you just get no, it? No, it's, you can get it. You can go to my Instagram page and click on the link in my bio and go through there. You can read my whole story and see which products of Amari I actually take. Or you can just go to the Amari website and just look it up yourself and do your own research and things amazing. like that. So yeah, that really helped me and it changed a lot of things for me. And so I I got my mental health with that. And then my tools that I've always used, journaling, gratitude, singing. And I feel like singing is a vibration, right? Sometimes when I feel anxiety now, which is a different kind of anxiety, it's like a postpartum anxiety. It's like a, when I start breastfeeding and pumping anxiety, it's different. I will hum because that vibration like shakes up things within me. And I just will be like, Um, and I'm just like breaking up whatever anxiety was in there. And so sometimes singing just helps. And that's when I know when I'm having anxiety is I haven't been singing in a while. I'm like, oh, I think I have a lot going on internally. And so singing really helps like break up whatever's happening. I love that. That's amazing. And it's particularly believable because, well, first of all, you weren't taking that with an eye on anxiety, 
you were taking it to clear up your skin. Right, right. So it couldn't even have been psychosomatic. Like you weren't even having a placebo effect. Right, right, right. Because you were expecting it. Like the fact that it just literally immediately impacted you and like why is phenomenal. And the fact that you can feel that in all the areas of your life is special and wonderful, especially now because you've got a whole lot more going on. This episode of For the Love with Jen Hatmaker is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. They can be big, difficult, even scary life things, and also small inconveniences that add up day after day. The thing is, when we keep them all bottled up on the inside and just try to grin and bear it, it can start to affect us and the people around us negatively. We may even isolate ourselves, which makes it even worse. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. This was the case for me when I was at the highest stress level in my life, where the stress was even having physical consequences for me. Therapy was a huge part of my healing journey to learn how to manage the stress. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the love today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash for the love. I want to talk to you about this because you've done it. You've done bits for like ages about, and just been real vocal and like honest about Manny and I are going to have kids. That's what's not going to be our deal. That's our decision. We're going to do just an adult, no kid life, which is a uh, real common choice now for sure. You wrote, worked it into like your content, some of your material, but you have a baby is what you have <laughs> it lives with you. Like it's your whole baby. Forever and so can you talk a little bit? I know that you have elsewhere, but on the show, can you talk about what changed and what the journey for you was like to become pregnant? Were one of you kind of the lead horse initially and kind of had to pull the other up? Or or was this like we've spontaneously and instantly changed our minds at the same time? No way. That would be too easy. Yeah. No. Yes. Things changed for me during COVID 2020. So this is what happened. My career has always been my baby, has always been the thing that I hold most dear to my heart, the thing that I think about when I wake up and when I go to bed. It consumed most of my prayer life. It was my baby. And I never had a desire for kids. The thought of having kids felt like a consolation prize. If I have a kid, then that means I didn't get my dream. I, I got it for this. That's that's where I was at. So we're in 2020. We're quarantined. Everybody's home. Nobody's on the road. Nobody's filming anything. Blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, when I would watch movies and TV shows, which typically I would watch something and be like, ah, when's my turn? Ah. When will I be thriving in film and TV, right? Well, I'm watching things and I don't have that desire. I don't look at it and be like, oh, when's my turn? All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful to be home. Oh, so glad I'm not out on the road. And then it was like, if I never have an audition again, I don't care. I don't need it. I loved being home. I loved all of a sudden enjoying the fruits of my labor that I never enjoyed. I had this beautiful home that I worked really hard for and I had a pool and growing up the pool, it was like the community center pool. Like you don't, you don't have sure, a pool in your backyard. That's like rich people stuff. Right. Yeah. And like I had an aunt who had a pool and every now and then we'd go over to aunt Susie's house and we get to swim in her pool. But the fact that I had a pool and I never used it, I had this balcony that overlooked the city. I had a view of the beautiful city lights. And I never even put furniture on my balcony because I never had time to sit out there. And so all of a sudden I'm home and I put furniture on my balcony. It becomes like my my little sanctuary. I put like some plants out there. I put like a water feature out there. And now it's my mornings where I have my journal time. I have a glass of wine at the end of the night. I'm overlooking the city. Now I'm swimming and now I build a garden in my backyard. I'm learning how to garden. I've never done that before. And now I'm like 
becoming even more connected with Mother Earth and learning about planting seeds and growing and death and like the cycles and like all of these. It was such a beautiful experience that I was enjoying being home. And the thought of going back on the road and hustling the way I had been all these years was not appealing to me. I didn't want that anymore. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I want this career. The fact that I would ever say that out of my mouth was wild to me. So as soon as I started thinking that way, I was like, oh, shoot. Did I mess up? Should I have kids? Because everybody always would tell me like, there's nothing more fulfilling like having a child. And sure, your career is great, but having a kid, it's just a different kind of fulfillment. And I would always be like, mm, okay, sure. Right. But all of a sudden, this thing that I thought was so fulfilling was not, it felt empty. It felt like, oh, that was a facade. I could see hmm. it now. Oh, shoot. Did I mess up? Should I have had kids? Should I have thought the kid thing a little further? You know? And so that's kind of what started it for me. And I was like, well, at this point, I'm 38 years old. And I'm like, I don't even know if I have eggs. To sure. Have kids. Like, I've never looked into this. I've never sure. asked a question. I'm like, before I even go down that path in my mind, let me just go to the doctors to see if I those are even options for me. Because if that's even options, then I'm just going to stick right with like, no, I'm good. Let's just get back on the road. So I went to the doctor, I did blood tests and all of that. And they were like, okay, you, your all your levels are low. So if you want to do something, you need to hurry up. So at this point, I'm like, okay, well, let's save my eggs. I'm still not convinced that I want kids. I'm like, let's just save my eggs. And so that way, if we ever change our mind, we have that there. So I start going through the process of saving my eggs. And then come to find out, I don't have that many eggs. And first it was like, okay, you have 12. And then every appointment I would come back and they would do an ultrasound. They're like, mm, okay, only eight. Oh, actually you only have six. Oh, and it just kept going down and down. And I'm keeping like my friend, like she went through this process and like, you know, she got like 16 eggs. And my first time going through it, I got two eggs. And I was like, okay. And then everybody kept saying like, well, you only need one. Sure, sure. You only need one, but your odds are better with 16. Okay. That's right. And so I was like, that was disheartening. So every time I'd come back to the doctor and it started looking more and more like this was not going to happen for me, the more and more I wanted it. The more I was like, oh, wait, what do you mean? I've waited all this time and and I, I didn't know I should have did this sooner. Like, oh my gosh, like what? Do you mean? And so I went through the first cycle and when I only got two eggs, then it kind of switched when I went to do it again for a second time. And then it was like, I'm not just saving my eggs. Now I'm trying to have a kid. Like then my internally, it shifted. And then, you know, getting to the question of, you know, was one of you leading the charge? I definitely was leading the charge. And Manny was kind of like, he was on board to save the eggs. And then when I was like, no, I'm trying to have a kid. He describes it as like, we're both on the freeway. We're driving super fast, chasing our dreams, right? We're like, boom, boom, down this highway of like chasing their dreams. And then all of a sudden, I just exited the freeway and said, and I left and he kept going and he's looking back like, what? Wait, what? We're having kids? Hold on. This is different than what we said for the past 12 years. So it was really difficult in the beginning because IVF is very expensive. Yes, it is. It's taxing on your body. Yes, it is. Your emotions, your hormones, everything. And my husband, he's very black and white. He's a financial guy. And so he's like doing all the numbers and he's like, okay, so how many times do you want to do this? Like, what's the end goal? And I'm like, I don't. And so I'm like very being emotional about things like, well, if I can handle doing it again, then I would like to do it again. And then he's more like black and white numbers. Like, well, no, we need a budget. Like put a number on it. And once we get to that number, then that's it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't like that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't feel good. Because what if I get to that number and I'm like, 
I want to try again, you know? So we bumped heads a lot in the beginning. It was very hard emotionally. And also at the same time, while I'm going through this process, we had sold our house that, you know, this beautiful home that I just started settling into, sold our house. And we decided to split time with Nashville and LA. So we bought a smaller fixer-upper in LA. We started remodeling it. Well, during COVID, all permits were taking forever and ever. So we ended up crashing with our friends in their two-bedroom apartment with their dog and us with our dog. God bless them. They let us stay with them. So I'm at my friend's two-bedroom apartment in their space, living out of a suitcase and doing my IVF hormonal shots in their kitchen. And just, you know what I mean? Just this was like such a vulnerable experience, but I'm just living out a suitcase and doing it wherever I can. And then leave, leaving that suitcase to go on the road to do a show and live out of a different suitcase and then go to a different hotel and then come back. Yeah, and it's a lot. It was so much oh. happening. Like no wonder why it was. Yeah. My body was stressed and of course it was not working out for me. So then what happens is during this process of IVF and they're doing all the ultrasounds and stuff, they're like, okay, you have fibroids. And these fibroids are so big and they're in the locations to where if you want to get pregnant, you have to get these removed. So we can do the egg extractions, but before we do any kind of implanting, you have to have the surgery to get it removed. So I go through this whole process, go to have this surgery, myomectomy surgery. It's going to be, they're like, it'll be like maybe four hours long to get all these out. I go into surgery, ends up being like eight hours long. Oh my gosh. When they went in there, they found endometriosis just everywhere, just covered. So now they have to scrape out endometriosis, get these fibroids out. It was very, very traumatizing to my insides. And this is after my second time of IVF. So now like my body has gone under to get eggs once. My body went under to get eggs twice. My body went under to get fibroids out. Like just my body was going through all of this. So I did this surgery and two weeks later, my book released to the world. So I'm like going through all this while I'm trying wow. to promote You're my still book. healing. I'm calling radio stations from like 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. Just every 15 minutes back to back calling radio. And then my book comes out. And then I I remember I had my book release party and I was still on my pain meds. It was of one course. week after my surgery. And I remember the moment the pain med wore off right in the middle of a conversation with someone. And the girl was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, that's my cue. Time to go home. Bye, everybody. Enjoy the party. And then I left. So that's what my body was going through. And then and then I started my tour two weeks after that. Now I'm just touring. I have over a hundred cities and I'm I start my tour. No, I can't even my brain's my brain's freaking out right now. Yeah. And so we we do the eggs. Okay, and then there's this too. So then we have to get the egg and you put it with Manny's sperm and then you make an embryo, right? So then Manny, when we started the process, he had like billion count sperm. Everything was great. Then when we go to do the actual fertilization, zero count sperm, like no sperm. We're like, that's weird. Can you test it again? That has to be a mistake. Well, come to find out, he was on testosterone supplements that affected his sperm. So now he don't have no sperm. So now I got some eggs. I have a total of, I think it was four or five, six eggs because I got four eggs the second round. So I have six eggs just waiting for some sperm, but he don't have none. So now we have to wait for him. He has to go see specialists. Now it's a whole thing about that. He finally gets his sperm back. They do the fertilization and we get four embryos. They're like, okay, we're sending these off to testing. And after that, then I remember I get a phone call and I'm I'm going city to city, right? And I just finished doing one city and we're on the road driving down south to do the next city. I get a call from my doctor that none of the embryos are viable. None of them worked. So they're like, we got to start over from scratch. Did you just fall apart? At this point, I didn't. It was, you just froze. Yeah. Froze. Like that's just too much. Yeah. It, it was sorry. Like, I can't, cannot uh-huh, do you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I have this conversation with my husband. And of course, it's just devastating. But it's like, when can I do this again? I have right. a huge tour that I'm on. When do I even have time to do this? And then I'm already 40. So I don't even know when when I can do it. So at this point, I'm like, okay, in November, I have three and a half weeks off. I need two weeks for this process. So I'll do it then. I'll do it again in November. And this is like early spring that we're having this conversation. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it in November when I have that. That's the only break I have for this tour. In the meantime, I'm getting ready to film my hour special, the one that we're producing ourselves. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on getting myself ready for that special. And I started making healthier choices on the road eating. I started working out every day. I'm exercising every day. I'm not eating after a certain hour. I'm not eating French fries at every meal. I'm not, I stopped drinking alcohol for the whole rest of the tour. I was like, listen, I'm trying to get it right, get it tight for this taping. Because by the time I walk on that stage, I'm going to be like the most fit I've ever been in my life. So now I'm, I'm making all these healthy choices, all for the purpose of this hour special taping. In the meantime, I'm still doing my, what do they call it? The the test where you see if you're ovulating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an ovulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pee on the stick and it tells you if you're ovulating or not so that we could still at least try naturally. Well, I'll I'll check my ovulation. And by the time I'm ovulating, I'm already on the road and he's back at home. Sure. So yeah. it's like... Tricky. Oh, Tricky. Okay. So now I, I not only have to be ovulating, but I have to be in the same city as you. So it just was not working out. Our special was being taped October 1st in Nashville. The week before my taping, I was ovulating and I was in the same city as my husband. Okay. You're like, like let's, let's just go, boy. Give it a go. Mm-hmm. And I got pregnant. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Just there it is. Just ridiculous. I was preparing just old fashioned sexual intercourse. Just some intercourse Uh when Uh my mind wasn't on it. And I was healthy. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't eating all the trans fats. And I wasn't eating late at night and giving my body like so much work to do. All of a sudden, the stars (laughs) aligned and I got (laughs) pregnant. And here we are. Here you are. That story, I'm so thankful you told that extended version of it because that's a lot of people's story. Like there's a lot of people who just heard you tell that and they're like, same, 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 same. And now you have a whole baby girl. And I also love how you're doing this, this early baby beginning stage thing publicly because... It would be tempting to simply spin this as the, frankly, the miracle that it is. Like, let's be honest. This is, you had a lot of odds against you and you've got your little miracle baby, but you're telling the truth. You're telling the truth about postpartum. You're telling the truth about breastfeeding. You are telling the truth about what it means to have, well, really been sleeping for 41 years until now. And so... I know that's also just kind of who you are. You're just a candid and a frank person. But did you just decide early on, I'm going to be fairly honest about early motherhood and what this looks like? Well, it wasn't necessarily a decision more so than this is kind of how I've always been. Like I've, I've shared my life with people on Instagram stories and that's kind of been how I connect with people. So I wanted to keep that going with this new season of my life. And there's in the beginning with like postpartum, I didn't share as much because I was going through so much hormonally that I ended up like kind of turning off and turning inward and becoming silent. Whereas like before I would have so much to say on my stories. Like I could, there's a butterfly flying by and I have this weird story about butterflies that I'm going to share with you. And then I'm going to like turn it into something else. And then 
I'm taking a poll at the end of it. Like how many of you have ever had a butterfly? Sure. Like it's just, I can talk about anything. But all of a sudden I was, didn't have anything to share. I was going through so much hormonally. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm learning how to breastfeed. Like, and I, I had to go through that on my own. And then I started opening up more. Then I started like, let me just talk to the camera. And I remember saying to like one of my stories one day, I was like, I haven't talked on here for a while. So here's my face, everyone. And just started like a muscle, like getting back into it. And then I enjoyed sharing the things that I was going through. And I was learning so much from people who would message me. Oh, yeah. Me their totally. Stories. Totally. And I was so grateful for it. Mm-hmm. Then it was like breastfeeding awareness month or something. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do my video too. And I remember I recorded it and I was like, this is dumb. No, nobody cares. No. Like I'm it was so resonant. recording. Who even cares that a bunch of people she didn't latch and blah, 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 whatever. And turns out a lot of people did. And they were like, thank you so much. And I'm like, oh, okay. Then maybe I should share more things. And so that's how postpartum confessions started where I started on my YouTube channel, just sharing something that I I think about in this postpartum season, in this fourth trimester, they call it. And everything from, I, and I learned this, like I just talked about, I get anxiety when I breastfeed or I pump. It's like the first few sucks, this like wave of anxiety just like flows through my body. And I, I'm not thinking about anything. It's just, it just happens. And I like have to like shake it out and like blow and do my humming and like whatever it is. And then people started commenting, oh, that's something called demur something like milk ejection, something, whatever. I had no idea it was a real thing. I thought I was just having anxiety. And no, it's something that 5% of lactating mothers get. And I'm like, oh, the internet is undefeated. When I was first going through my divorce, and I'm like you too, like I just, me being sort of candid about my life, it's just, it's not a thing I'm doing. It's not a shtick. It's just who I am. So I I don't, you know, that was going to end up being a part of that too. And I just will, I will be grateful for the rest of my days about how much I learned. When I would just talk online, I didn't know what I was doing. I'd never been divorced. I didn't know what to do next. I didn't know what to expect. And the amount of people that came in and said, help me. This is what to expect next. This is what you'll do next. This is something you're probably experiencing that's normal. This is something that could be helpful. I mean, I just, it was like cold water on a warm day. Did you know more than 75% of Americans experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% seek out a solution for that pain? Your feet don't have to hurt. So let me tell you about Superfeet. Superfeet has a wide range of insoles for every activity, every shoe, and every foot. From cushioned and flexible to firm and supportive, you can dial in your fit by taking their quick quiz online. Answer just a few short questions and Superfeet will recommend the best insole choice for you. Foot biomechanics may be complex, but solving foot pain should be simple. So when you add the signature orthotic shape of Superfeet insoles to your shoes, you give your feet comfort and support where they need it most, helping redistribute forces to reduce stress and strain on your entire body, not just your feet. When your feet feel good, so do you. Your foot health is an important part of your overall well-being. Visit superfeet.com and enter the promo code FTL at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Guys, it's already allergy season in Texas. My yard is in full bloom and all the things are in the air. So I decided allergies will not win this year. So I tried Astapro. It has improved my nasal allergy symptoms and it's faster, bro. Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. So get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go, you guys, today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, 
and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What's exciting is you're about to tap into a whole new arsenal of material. I mean, it is endless. Like mom content is so funny. You can't write it any better than it just actually happens. And so you are about to have a new lane in your work that is going to be really fun for the rest of us to watch and see what you do with it because you spend it all in gold. And so I can't wait for that stuff. I can't wait for your material to come out, your mom tour. And it's going to be amazing. So listen, we're going to wrap this up, but I'm going to ask you rapid fire here. Okay. This is a little bit going back to your first appearance on this show and now. So in 2018, I asked you what your favorite bit was that you were working on since 2018. And at the time it was a secret and you said you couldn't share it. Do you have any idea what it was? Yeah, I know. That's what, I, that's what we all said. We're like, I think she remembers what it was. What was she working on in 2018? Okay. And if you don't remember it, maybe just give us the 60 second this is my favorite bit I've done recently, like on the last tour or in the last special, whichever one. Your your very favorite section. Okay. My favorite jokes right now is one about my first tornado experience in okay. living in the South and being a California girl living in the South. And it's oh bless. It's a whole act out thing. Like I couldn't even do it justice if I did it right now. And then the other one is I talk about my my first time getting a COVID test. And the topic, I know as soon as you say the word COVID, then some people in the audience turn off and they're like, oh, great. It's a COVID joke. But it's actually not a COVID joke. It's more about my, again, my experience with taking that test and how the nurse put the Q-tip so far up there. I thought he was in my brain. And, you know, he's manually making my eyelids close. And it was just <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing. Those are probably my favorite, favorite bits to do. Awesome. Last time you were on, I asked you, like, in your travels, in your work, um, what celeb would you be thrilled to meet? And at the time, you said Christopher Maloney. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So has there been anyone to match that thrill since? A celebrity that I want to meet or I have met? Because I have met Christopher Maloney. And? Amazing. I took a picture with him and I wish I could live it all over again. Sure. (laughs) So somebody that I want to meet or I have. Yeah, who's next? I mean, you manifested it. So you said Christopher and now you've met Christopher. So whoever you say right now in five years are going to follow back up and you will have met this person. Bruno Mars. Oh gosh, isn't he just the best? I love him. Oh God, he's just the best. I love him. And I like to go and watch his old videos from when he was a kid being an Elvis impersonator in Hawaii. Oh my God, he's yeah, I've seen those. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. I didn't expect you to say that. I love that. Oh, I can't wait for you to meet Bruno. Finally, last question. And I ask everybody this, and you got it last time too. The question is what's saving your life right now? And last time you said what was saving your life was a CBD pain roller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about now? My baby nurse, Terry. Oh, Terry. Oh, God bless her. Listen, I only have her for a week and a half left. I've had her for three months, the first three months of Rosie's life. And I cry literal tears when I think about her leaving. Just this morning, we were having a conversation and I was like, wait, we only have you for a week and a half left? Tears. I couldn't even stop them. I was just like, "Uh, uh, it's not stopping. Somebody help. Oh, she and she's just brilliant. I mean, like, this is her work. This is she's a baby. She's a been baby doing it for twenty-seven Nathan. years, and oh, like having a another grandma in the house with all the wisdom in the world. 
Oh my gosh, that is amazing. I'm so happy that you had her just for those first three months because those three months are chaotic. And you still have all this work to do. I mean, you're not just a free and clear person. Terry will miss you. God, gosh, we'll just miss you. Angel from heaven. Angel from heaven. Oh, I love it. And I love you. And I'm just delighted to watch your life unfold like this in this new way, in an unexpected way, in a beautiful way. It's just wonderful. And like, you look good and you sound good. And this is just a joy. So thank you so much, by the way, for just sharing all that, like really personal, really vulnerable story of what it meant to decide to want a baby and then get a baby is that's a big story so thank you so much for like letting us peek into your journey like I loved hearing you talk about that and I'm just thrilled for you just thrilled 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 thank you for having me again sorry you're losing Terry I genuinely am consider replacing her at least like four days (laughs) with the like bigger baby fairy, you know? <laughs> anyway, love great you. to see you. I love you too. And I can't wait to see you next. And as always, if you are in this town or near this town, I'm your person. What town is it? So, Austin. Oh yes. Love Austin. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just come on. Just come on over. Thank anyway. You. I love you. Bye friend. Love Bye. you too. All right, you guys. I love her. I love her. I love her. If you go to channelmaker.com under the podcast tab, we will have this episode and then links to everything. Where to follow Angela, her tour schedule, where to find all of her comedy specials, absolutely everything. She is just a delightful personal person to follow on socials too. You'll just love her to pieces and her precious little family. More to come. And I mean, we have some of Earth's funniest people in this series and it's my absolute favorite. We love bringing it to you. So you guys, see you next week.